This is the Infatuation Podcast, where I get together with a few friends and talk about Asian people and Asian things that we love. I'm your host, Curtis, and on today's episode, we will be talking about the global phenomenon known as Korean dramas. Welcome to episode number one of the Infatuation Podcast. There is no question that Korean dramas have taken over the world. Have you gotten into them yet? Well, today, we're going to talk about them, make some recommendations, and perhaps get you to try one you haven't already seen. But I am no expert. In fact, I don't think any of us are really experts. I did bring along two people who have definitely watched more Korean dramas than I have. And so let me introduce my two amazing co-hosts for the day. Uh, joining us from the future, uh, it is, for those of you who don't know, we are in California, but uh, my next guest is already in Saturday. She is coming all the way from the land down under. It is Nadira. Welcome, Nadira. How are you doing? Hello. Good. How are you? How's life on that side of the world? It's uh, pretty nippy right now. Yeah, it's getting ready. Yeah. For, okay. So is this considered midwinter for you? Midwinter is technically July, but we're already past autumn. So we're in the early stages of winter. See, that's crazy because I'm I'm getting ready for summer. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, I guess I got to get my head around that. But thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Great to have you here. And then not quite as far away, probably what, one mile, <laughs> one or oh. two miles away. What is that? Three kilometers. We have... The baby of the podcast, we have Jennifer. Jennifer is is much younger than us, but um, she is a Korean drama encyclopedia. I get so much advice from her on drama. So welcome, Jennifer. How's it going? Hi, Curtis. Thanks for having me. Um, it is great to be the maknae <laughs> of you of this podcast. So I'm happy to serve you too, however the, I may. The true maknae. Yeah, uh, we should say that uh, we we are not Korean. We are all Asian, but we're not Korean. So our our now Jennifer's pronunciations are pretty good, but I I will say I will throw the disclaimer out there. We are not good at pronouncing Korean names, so just bear with us a little bit on that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was wondering how long I can go without exposing myself and my age. But yeah, if you, I already exposed myself. It's my own fault. <laughs> I think if you added up Nadira and Jennifer's ages together, I think you're older than me by a little. <laughs> you're, still, you're barely, yeah, together your ages would be. Do we surpass 100? The four, the three of yeah, us? Yeah, the three of us together. Yeah, yes. just Would barely. Would we surpass 100? Just barely. Yeah. Well, we have 100 years of wisdom in here. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Is that, is that how it works? Yes. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take whatever I can get. Actually, you're probably wondering how Nadir and I met since we've actually never met. But Nadir and I actually met by listening to a Korean drama podcast nice. called K-Drama My Eyes Out. Uh Produced up in Canada by our good friends, Judy, Teresa, and Linda. And so Nadir and I kind of met talking about, well, we met on the Instagram of that account, <laughs> of that podcast. And then we started talking about K-dramas. And then I just threw out the idea, you know, because she has a lot of interesting takes. So I was like, you know, Nadir, we should do a podcast. And we, we're not going to reproduce their, their show, obviously. 
but uh we figured well we should probably start with k dramas because that's kind of where we got our our start from so shout out to k drama my eyes out if you're listening Yay. come by for a collab <laughs> <laughs> crossover crossover <laughs> but uh yeah that's kind of how we met so it's kind of like just talking about dramas gets you going you can make new friends see that's how it works yeah that is awesome all right guys so we're talking korean drama so i want to know from you guys um what was it about korean dramas that got you sucked into them let's start with you Denir. so i actually i grew up with a lot of asian content especially in the 90s if that can help you gauge my age um you know hong kong drama was really big in the 90s uh movies as well so it was it was very standard to watch something asian produced as opposed to hollywood but there wasn't much korean content until about the early 2000s um, that's when I lived in the Middle East and my aunt used to send me DVDs. Like she didn't even know what she was sending. She just saw like an Asian cover of like pirate, pirated DVDs and she would just send them to me. And um, I got sucked into with Hotelier that, wa- that came out in 2001. So that was a long time ago. Um, and I got sucked into it, but because there wasn't much, there wasn't much content and the government wasn't pushing as much because you know now Korean government actually pushes all these production. Um, but quickly I got into it and then there was a pause because, you know, streaming wasn't a thing, DVDs were expensive in Asia, so you kind of would go get pirated, so that would depend on the supply as well. But then Netflix came out and then I couldn't stop. I I think I got back with Oh My Ghostess and mm-hmm. then W and then yeah, it was just like no sleep from there. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm almost the opposite because I grew up with no Asian dramas at all. And um, just seeing an Asian face on the screen was kind of a big deal for me. And so, yeah, it is for me. I just I just got into it maybe maybe two years ago, maybe maybe less than two years ago. And uh, I just got into it in and and it's kind of just cool to see Asians on screen, you know, for me growing yeah. up in a kind of a, a wasteland of um, Asian, not a wasteland, but uh, just a, just an absence <laughs> of Asians on screen. So yeah. That, because short round wasn't good enough. Was it short round? Wait, I don't even know. Indiana Jones. Oh, what is short round? yeah. Oh. Yeah. Or long duck dong or yeah, those, that was the, that was the representation we had, you know, Bruce Lee, of course, but you know, he had such a short life. We didn't really mm. get to see all of him. So, and he was the exception, not the rule, with his he, scales and charisma. He really was. He really was. Yeah. So, how about you, Jennifer? Well, how well, how did you get sucked into this thing? Um. So, I actually very similar to Nadira. I was first exposed to Hong Kong dramas like TVB. I would watch them growing up with my mom, um, and then I slowly migrated to um, Taiwanese and. Uh, mainland dramas but the acting was kind of terrible not gonna lie there um and i remember watching um i think it was meteor garden which is the taiwanese version of boys before flowers so i watched that i loved it and then i learned there was a a korean version of meteor garden which is called obviously boys before flowers so that was kind of my gateway into Korean dramas, which is very typical for a lot of people. It's a very common like gateway to dramas in general, right? There, There's literally 
one for every main culture, right? There's Hanayuri Dango, the Japanese version, Meteor Garden, the Taiwanese version. They made a mainland version and then they have a Korean version. I got to say, I think the Korean version is the best. It's the most like, it's most aesthetic and well-produced and has probably has the best acting out of all four of them. That is another thing is the quality. I, 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 I don't have much to compare it to, but I, you know, the quality that you see now on Korean dramas is is like movie quality, like cinematic quality, especially with Netflix money, man. They're throwing in millions of dollars. These productions look good, you know, and, and the, the everything looks good, sounds good, looks good. If You know, now if you watch a Taiwanese drama, no offense, but you just, you could tell, you could tell the quality. The production quality yeah. is not yeah. And then just, yeah, the quality of actor and the scripts and, you know, they're bringing in talent from all over the world. It's pretty amazing. Um, so what would you tell someone who's never tried one? You know, maybe they, you know, I think, I think everyone has heard of them by now, but what would you tell someone who's never watched one to get them to try it? What would you think? To get them to try it. I, the thing is about K-drama, it's a very, I think there is always one for everyone who wants to start one, but you can never get it right unless they try it. So it's always difficult for me to push, oh, here, commit to four hours of your life to see all these four episodes. It's a bit difficult to say. So I always start with movies because they're like, what, an hour and a half to two hours. They're generally action packed. And once they're used to the visual, then they might want to commit for that a little bit longer. Like Train to Busan was what got a few of the people I know into Korean culture or at least the food or movies, also, or, or dramas. It takes a minute to get used to the subtitles. You know, like some people just don't like subtitles. So yeah, something where there's a lot of action where they don't have to read a lot, maybe is a good yeah. way to get them started, yeah. Train to Busan, I think is definitely a must try. Mm. Uh, I'm on the opposite end. I was just like, show them the hot opas. So, you know, I like, I don't know. K-dramas have a lot of hot people. The let's, visuals. Let's be real. The visuals are off the charts. Let's be real here. Yeah, yeah it, it is quite amazing. The beauty that the beauty standard on these dramas. Everyone has flawless skin. Like yeah. no matter what your socioeconomic background, you just look on point all the time. So it's definitely eye candy 24-7. I think that's true because I think after Chloe came out, Crash Landing on You, that's when I start seeing more and more things in my newsfeed, people being introduced to it because of Mm. the visuals. Yeah. It's like there's that OTP. If So introduce them to those dramas with the OTPs, right? Descendants of the Sun, Crash Landing, Boys Before Flowers, right? Hey, man, don't don't give away too much, man. We got a whole episode (laughs) coming up here. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll start with a couple quick questions to get to know you guys a little bit better. Um, Let's start with this one. Uh, What's the fastest now? I think most dramas are about 16 hours. What's the fastest you've ever watched a 16 hour drama? I have never committed immediately. So I normally, the, the, the fastest I've gone is 14 episodes. It's because by episode three, I'm hooked. And if it's a weekend, then I'm not going to sleep. You'll, you'll do it in two days. I'll do it in two days if I have to. Yeah. But maybe bathroom breaks in the middle, some snack and water just for stamina. And then, yeah, I'll keep going. It's pretty hardcore. I, I think my fastest was watching Kingdom on Netflix. I stayed up 
all night. I did not care. I, I, I probably had work or class the next day. I don't remember. All I know is I stayed up all night and it was 100% worth it. I had never seen anything <laughs> like it before. It's different. It's different than other K-dramas too. We might get to that one in a minute too, but uh, that one is only 10 hours too. That's all. Yeah. So it was a shorter one. So I binged it in one night. So I'm doing I only in, only in sleep. quotes, right? Yes. <laughs> only 10 only, hours. Only. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like, you like the blood. I, I, the ones you recommended to me usually have blood in them. I love darker dramas. I think I, I feel like me and Curtis's tastes have been gender swapped. <laughs> yeah. I mean, zombie stuff has been done, but there was, I, I think we can talk about kingdom later, but it was very unique. I mean, the way they did it, super unique. We might add that to our, uh, to our list later. We'll see. All right. Um, is there any annoying, you know what a trope is, right? Is there any annoying, overused, overplayed, seen a million times trope that you get kind of tired of? And you just, when it shows up in a drama that you're enjoying, you're just kind of like, ah, oh, why did they have to do that? I think the Cinderella and the White Knight is definitely overused. But the thing is, I've watched some where the writing was so good i didn't mind it um it's when it's one dimensional and you're like oh okay she's sad because she's poor you know that's that's not good enough or you know he's cocky because he's rich like that's that's like oversimplification and that definitely makes me drop it so if i don't see any progression in the first couple of episodes i would just drop that yeah i I, to Mm -hmm. tag on to that i i'm kind of sick of the the young rich ceo you know (laughs) that is misunderstood, right? He's, he's got a heart of gold and he's kind of a jerk to everyone, but you know, deep down. Accept her, yeah. Deep down, yeah. And then Uh, that somehow excuses his poor behavior. Yeah, yeah. Or he just totally changes 180 degrees. Now he's super nice to everyone, yeah. How about you, Jennifer? You got a- uh, I think the one that I dislike the most is when the second female lead is evil just for no reason other than the fact that they want to be with the male lead and so they'll do anything to sabotage the female lead and it's as if they exist solely to make the female lead's life miserable and it's like why can't she why can't the second female lead have her own story other than just being evil like I think the one that comes to mind is like I think Stairway to Heaven that was a really older drama but in that one, the second female lead literally crashed the female lead with a car in order to, <laughs> to in order to get with the guy. I'm like, how crazy and desperate can we get here? And then I see it so much in other dramas. I feel like in recent years, they've started giving the f- second female lead like a personality and her own storyline and her own love line. And I love that because it gives us more couples to explore instead of just that one couple and everyone else is just a side character that somehow thwarts them from being together mm-hmm. yeah definitely again it's that one dimensional writing there they just they just use a side character as a plot device rather mm-hmm. than treating that as a person yeah. yeah and I feel like the story itself becomes more one-dimensional like that too when yeah. it's it's like the whole storyline exists just for these two characters one for me um and and sometimes they can pull it off, but I, I get a little tired of the childhood drama, you know, with with the leads. 
where they were in a cave sometime, you know, or somehow they knew each other and they, one of them saved the other one somehow. From Are drowning. you thinking of just between lovers? They no, were, I, I, I was thinking that? of uh, Secretary Kim. <laughs> I was thinking oh, of that as well. That one was so absurd. Yeah, oh my yeah. goodness. With like the, um, what is it? The ties and the, he was scared of spiders and she was the one who figured it it was right, the yeah. most absurd thing i've ever seen that's there no was a meme me. about that how you know Park min young is a, a walking um hint of how the drama is gonna go because there's definitely gonna be a childhood connection yeah because that happened with her in uh, her private lives as well her uh-huh. private life yeah mm-hmm. and it's there's a very puritanical aspect to it of mm-hmm. oh you know you should be with your first love who you met when you were five the connection yeah wasn't healer also like this they also had a childhood connection right and then was city hunter also like this (laughs) oh my goodness you're so right nadira every single parkman young drama there's some kind of childhood connection maybe that is how she selects her dramas based on whether or not there is a childhood connection it's in her contract i think it is to create like the idea that they were just so meant to be like i think it's supposed to add an extra level of death to the relationship like wow we were yeah. even even we were born to be together it was destiny of. yeah soulmates all right well that's it for the quick questions let's just get into our our whole the content we we're talking about today we are going to as a team uh present challenges to each other and uh just full disclosure we have not shared our our answers with each other but we came up with these challenges and the other two of us, well, and the and the person who picked it is gonna give one uh, recommendation for these challenges. So let's start. Uh, you'll you'll understand in a second. We'll start with Jennifer's challenge. Jennifer's challenge to us, Nadira, is to recommend a drama that got you either ugly crying, or your blood boiling, or just hits you in the feels. So make us cry, make us laugh, make us hate you or something. That's what this drama is going to do for us. So let's see. Who wants to go first on this one? Um, let's go with Nadira. What do you got for Jennifer? I, when, when my blood boils, my instinct is to reach for the remote and turn it off. So I can't tell you that. What I can tell you is Goblin made me cry because the main girl, she doesn't hold back when she cries. She doesn't try to do the pretty looking into the distance with like one small tear in the corner of her eye. She actually goes for it. So that scene at the rooftop, yeah, that just that just made my heart wrench, like crushed. Yeah, she's she's such a good actress, too. I really enjoy. Yeah, she gives her everything. I actually thought the male lead there was the one that made me more emotionally attached, like because he literally went through death. I don't even know. He was banished and then somehow he came back to life out of his love for her. I don't know how that worked out. Hey, hey, no spoilers. So, no spoilers. Oh, oops. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> if you haven't but seen yeah. it. Oopsies. I mean, I feel like Jennifer everyone did. everyone has seen Goblin by now. It's classic. <laughs> The other name is Guardian, the Great and Lonely God. Sometimes the translations are, but yeah, that's a solid pick. I I really liked that drama. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, for me, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on the other end. Um, and Nadira knows which one I'm gonna say here. I'm gonna go on the lonely side, the depressing side. I'm gonna go with my Mister, with the uh, IU, my girl IU. 
who really acted well in this. I thought she was mm -hmm. really one of the reasons to watch this one. Yeah. But this one, it starts out, and, and we talked about this with, with some of our friends, that um, the first couple episodes, oh, man, you, 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 might, you might not want to watch the rest because it, sound, it seems so kind of depressing and there doesn't seem to be a lot of hope. But if you hang on, there's definitely an uplift at the end, in the middle. There's a lot of community and just people supporting people and no one there's no um there's no real hero in this one you know it's kind of like they all help each other in different ways so this one really i, I really like this drama and it, i thought it was well acted and well written and it kind of gets you in into different moods so i i highly recommend my mister or they call it my ajusi like that. that is so funny because i also I chose my Mr. or my Ajashi as the drama to make me cry. So Curtis, when you mentioned that, I was shocked because I thought we would not have overlapping dramas, <laughs> but here we go. Like I think I think Curtis described it really perfectly, right? It's like the two main characters kind of have broken interpersonal relationships, right? Um I don't want to spoil too much, right? But the man's wife is cheating on him. His son's abroad. He has like these two two brothers that basically rely on him and he has to put on this perfect image. And then I use role, right? It's like, she's a woman in her twenties who's basically been accused of murder. And so it's it's like for both of them, they're basically like giving up on life or facing the harsh realities, but they kind of find healing in one another. And I like that they didn't make it romantic. I like that they kept the relationship between IU and the uh, Ajashi like very platonic because I thought that added actually extra depth to their relationship. The fact that it wasn't like romantic at all. It was just like they were just there to offer each other comfort. And I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, because I mean, it was there. I mean, she she kind of threw herself at him and told him straight up, I like you. Yeah. But, but he was like, no, you're like my kid. I can't do it. And that was like, you know, redeeming for all old guys out there. For sure. Yeah. All the, all the middle aged guys out there. You know, he's like, no, you're my kid. I'm taking care of you because, you know, I care about you as a person, which was awesome. And it also had a really good like, I don't know if you guys watch dramas for their OSTs or their soundtracks, but I felt like the soundtrack for my mister, I still listen to it even now when I want to feel like kind of melancholic. And when I want to reflect on my emotions, because I feel like the OST was so well done to match the mood and tone of the show. Yeah. So it's like whenever you just want to hit yourself in the feels, go back to those songs. <laughs> Wow, yeah, they, they definitely too. did. Yeah, they definitely did their soundtrack consistently with their story. Um, I don't remember crying as often because I think it just got me down and I just wanted to know what happened next. And it was uplifting towards the end. Um, yeah, definitely. Cool. All right. I feel like you have to be in the mood for my mister when you want something to make you kind of reflect on yourself. Otherwise, it won't quite be what you're expecting. Yeah. I told Curtis it took me, I think, about five months to finish it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see people wanting to take a break because it's a little heavy, man. Yeah. Especially during a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, like... Yeah, because we want something to make us feel happy, right? But this is definitely yeah. not yeah. one of those shows. Not one of those. But it has emotional depth to it, which I really like. And super solid. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah I'm shocked too, Jennifer. We don't usually agree on things. I know. I'm wow. Nice. Good taste, Curtis. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, our next challenge is from me. And, you know, I'm I'm doing a little self-reflection here in this challenge. 
Um, because I got into dramas kind of thinking when I first started, I got into dramas kind of thinking that they were all cheesy, um, boy meets girl, or you know, the Cinderella story, or I, I just thought they were kind of cheesy melodramatic rom- romances or rom coms. And I was really surprised actually at the variety and that there's a lot of stuff for everyone, you know. So, for example, if there's someone, so my challenge to you guys is recommend a drama for someone who likes maybe some action, maybe a, a really kind of a complex plot. Uh, they could have some romance. Sometimes they throw it in there, maybe <laughs> unnecessarily, but it could have some romance in there. But something with some action, something maybe different than what people might think of as a Korean drama. So let's start with Jennifer this time. What was your, how do you answer that challenge? Yeah, um, I love this challenge because personally, I feel like as I've watched, I've been watching K-dramas for over 10 years. And I feel like in the past two years, I've kind of drifted away from the traditional like Cinderella stories, because I think I've watched too many of them, and I'm over it. So now my preference actually is more of those action, horror, um, tight plot types dramas. And one that I've really been enjoying recently is Taxi Driver. I think it recently just concluded airing. Basically, it's about a gang of misfits who come together because they've each experienced the tragic death of a loved one. And then they come together basically to operate this revenge service for people who have been wronged for so for instance, um, each episode kind of focuses on a um, case that is specific to a particular um, social issue. So um, some of the examples is they show cases of people taking advantage of people with intellectual disabilities, um, sexual crimes against women, um, CEOs abusing their employees, or even like human organ trafficking. And so in each of these episodes, it kind of, they kind of highlight how the traditional law system has failed to serve justice for the victims of these crimes. And then the gang goes and they serve vengeance um, for these victims. So if you like action, if you like justice being served, if you like like those revenge type of dramas, this one is for you because it will get your blood boiling, but you also see justice being served and you're like, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyone we would know from that one? Um. Oh, it is the actor from Signal and Move to Heaven. So if you have seen that actor, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but if you like... Yes, E.J. Hoon. And Esam is also the, she's the female lead mm. in that one. So if you guys want to see some revenge being served, that one is very satisfying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how about you, Nadiri? Well, how would you, what would you recommend to someone who likes action? I actually struggled with this because um, putting a genre on K-drama is so difficult because they're so good at just putting everything into one drama and making it its own thing. Um, we talked about Train to Busan and we talked about Kingdom and I didn't want to recommend anything that's too fantastic because from there, the only way is down. So I would recommend Lawless Lawyer. That's the one with Lee Jung-gi. There isn't, it's not like dominated by action, but I think he has like martial arts background as well. So he, mm-hmm. I really like his action scenes. Uh, it's essentially about this um, lawyer who came back to his hometown where his mother was murdered, and he also wants to exact revenge on the person who caused his mother's death. And there's some romance in there, and you can't avoid that with K-drama, I don't think. Um, but I, I'm not going to spoil too much because the plot is actually quite complicated. And if I tell you one thing, it'll just tell you the whole plot. 
Yeah, and he's kind of a thug, right? So that's the lawless lawyer part. Is he's he's kind of yeah. a grew up as a thug, well lawless, raised by yeah. a thug. Yeah, I love Lee Jun Ki. Have Me you seen too. him in Flower of Evil? I loved it. Curtis couldn't get into it. What? <laughs> I started it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, like, yeah, it was a little. See, this is where Jennifer is gonna get on me. It's a little too bloody for me. For <laughs> I, I told you, we're yeah, gender swapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he does a really good job of like playing both sides. Like he can be like the very loving, like perfect image husband, but he can also play that like really scary psychopath murder. And I'm like, damn, that is some good acting. And really unique looks. Like his looks are yeah. different than everyone. For sure. His yeah. eyes, his stare, his glare. Yeah. He has a monolid, which I, I really like on actors um, because when they do have like double eyelids, sometimes you can tell they're definitely manufactured. I'm doing mm. air quotes here. Um, and um, yeah, I don't think he's done any plastic surgery. And he, I think, really dedicates himself to his art. I, you know, it's funny because I actually thought he had plastic surgery because he has such sharp, almost feminine features. I So I personally, originally thought he got plastic surgery so who knows wow you can never I, I, I know watched, yeah yeah i watched him in the king and the clown where he was like part of this traveling circus and the king fell in love with him and his more like masculine friend i think they it's kind of insinuated that they're kind of in love with each other but the king mm -hmm. is also in love with this clown that he's playing he's he was so pretty and, and his jawline has always been thin since then so that's yeah. why i know he didn't do plastic surgery ah, okay okay yeah, because I don't rem remember seeing him early on. I think I mm. got into him after um, Scarlet Heart with him and IU. Yeah. <laughs> I think Scarlet Heart gets a lot of hate. I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great too. I haven't seen it. It's not on any of the platforms that I have. I got to try to find uh, it somewhere. But yeah, my, my wife and I love IU, so we would love to see it, but I can't find it right now. That is one of the problems. Uh, I think most of the ones we've talked about are Netflix or Vicky. I haven't. Yeah. I think we've mentioned ones that I know my mistress. Drama is... fever used to exist, but mm -hmm. yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> I think you guys in the U.S. have something called ICE. I tried that before, and a lot of them is blocked or just for certain regions. So mm. a lot of the dramas are just for like East Asia or um, Southeast Asia. Like we have a very, I feel like North America has a pretty limited selection. Yeah, That's maybe. how I feel about Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I know that they just released, um, I think they did like a small marketing campaign here last month. I haven't tried it yet though, but I think I'll try that later oh. next yeah. month or something. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind one more carrier. That'd be great. There's also Kakawa. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, mm. but. I think that's what replaced Drama Fever. And they have quite a big selection as well. Yeah. I think you can get them through Vicky, right? Like when you do Vicky yeah, Plus. You could yeah. do a um, double deal through them. Yeah. All right. Good choices, guys. I agree with you on all those. Those are good. I didn't get mine yet. Uh, let's see. Ah, I was debating. There are a couple. You know, we mentioned Kingdom already. So I don't think we have to talk about Kingdom. But definitely, okay. if you like zombies, set in the Joseon era, <laughs> it's just crazy. It's it. Just watch it. Just watch. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. If you can handle a little bit of blood like me, you can you can deal with Kingdom. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna go with. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Signal. I'm gonna go with Signal. Uh, Lee Jae Hoon, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't think he's the best actor in the world, but he, uh, you know, he he does a good job. 
I, I thought Signal was just solid. Signal is kind of a play on if you ever in the was it the 80s? There's a movie called Frequency where there's this guy and he talks to his dad who was who passed away like 30 years ago on a radio. And so this one kind of is similar where there's a there's a cop who who passed away like 25 years ago or something, 12 years ago. I forget what it was. And uh, and he somehow communicates with a younger cop who's kind of like a rookie. And they, they actually end up solving some crimes together, uh, which is kind of crazy. Some of these cold cases, they form a cold case team. And then this cop is giving them all these hints from, hey, back in my day, we found this clue or that clue. And it's kind of neat. And so every episode kind of has its own little crime to solve. But then there's the overall crime of who killed who killed this cop, right? How did he actually die? Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, I like episodes like that. It, it is really well done, well acted, um, very little romance, which is fine for this one. I'm actually glad there wasn't much of a romance plot to it. But yeah, it was, I, I really like Signal and I, I've watched it twice already. And wow. I, I think I can watch <laughs> it again. I mean, there's enough to it where I think you could probably watch it again. Did you discover more watching it the second time around? Because I know they throw a lot of like hints at you. Yeah, I think you do notice some. You definitely notice because you know the ending, right? So you kind of notice some things. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good watch the second time through. I, I get, can't complain with that. When you do watch it again, can you tell me if you notice EJ Hoon does that thing with his neck when he talks? <laughs> oh, yes. What is this thing that you're talking about? He, he, he does about? this. Like he does this when he talks. Yeah. Really? I've yeah, his never neck kn- wriggles. <laughs> I feel like now I can never unsee it. I know. <laughs> Nadira, you have ruined Lee Jae for me. <laughs> well, fortunately for He's our... not as bad in Move to Heaven. Okay, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, that was another one. I, I thought about recommending that one, but we could talk about that at the end because it's kind of a more of a current one. Is there going to be season two of Signo? I have heard kind of mm. rumors because you know how it kind of ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything too much, but yeah, it ends on a cliffhanger. So there's definitely a possibility for a season two. Yeah, it's been years though, and you haven't heard anything. So I'm yeah. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I would be all aboard that train, though. Me too. <laughs> a lot of people would. I heard Japan was going to try to, they made their version of it and they were going to make a, a season two, but it may just be different writers and all that stuff. So mm. I don't know. Yeah. So signal good one for people who like a little action. It's kind of like a, a crime crime, kind of a, a crime drama. Slash, suspense. Yes. A little suspense, a little, a little fantasy, but it's good. All right. Our last challenge is from Nadira. And this one was hard for me, too. I, I wasn't exactly sure, mm-hmm. but this one is recommend a drama for your K-drama noob friends. Like, What can you recommend to someone who's never... We actually kind of answered this, what we'd say to them, but what mm-hmm. drama would you actually recommend to them? Uh, let's start with... Let's start with me this time. Hey, I haven't got a first <laughs> yet. Uh, yeah, go for it. So I'm going to say... Um, Hmm, this was hard too. All right, I'm gonna go with you ready? Crash landing on you. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not the best drama in the world. I don't think it's the best. But like you said, it it's got all the elements that you want in a drama, right? It's got the one true pair. It's got a, it's got a good second lead. I think it's got a good kind of secondary yeah. story that uh, my wife really enjoyed. Uh it's got 
it's really well done. I mean, it's really the soundtrack is good. Soundtrack is good, and the production value is really good. It takes place in North Korea. I'm, they filmed it in Mongolia. Is that right? I think. Wow. They filmed it in Mongolia to make it look like North Korea, and they had the actors tried to learn North Korean accents, from what I hear. Um, they, so they put a, you know, it's, it's a high quality production. It has a romance, but it has a little action. It's got a good story that you want to just kind of tune in every week to see. So for someone who's never watched a drama before, I think it has kind of a little bit of everything and it's just really well done. It's a good story. It's a cute story. And it's, and one thing I appreciate about it, it didn't, it didn't have the total fairy tale ending. Mm. I mean, a little you know, to make people happy, but not, not totally unrealistic. Oh, look, all the rules are broken and all of a sudden we can do, you know, I hate it when they do that. So yeah. this one wasn't the total fairy tale. I don't know if I spoiled it now. Did I, I'm not had to edit that out, but <laughs> I, I don't think it, it didn't ruin it for me. It didn't ruin it. So that's good. Yeah. Going off of that, I loved that they had secondary leads as well. Like going back to my earlier trope that i hated i hate when they make the second female lead evil for no reason right but in this instance the second female lead she was off on a whole journey of her own and she found a love of her own and i thought their love honestly rivaled the main lead's love so some people even like them more than the um main lead otp so that just speaks to um the secondary leads and how much chemistry they had yeah i thought i thought the main female lead initially was she was going to be portrayed as an evil villain, but really it turns out she just has a, like a resting bitch face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was actually sweet. Her character was actually like someone who was kind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So um, slightly controversial pick, but uh, I think, I think I would recommend that to someone who's never seen it. Uh, the other one I was going to say, we, we kind of touched on a little bit would be uh, it's old though. Now it would be healer. I think that's another uh, good entry level or gateway because it's got a little bit of everything. I would have pegged that more as for someone who liked action, honestly, yeah, instead of like a gateway drama. If I'm, yeah. it's because it seemed more action packed. It's got the yeah, romance. It also had a really good, but it also had a good romance component too. And the childhood dra- trauma. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> So anyway, check that one out. It's an older one, though. So I wanted to go with something a little more current and the one that's on Netflix. All right. Nadira, what would you recommend to someone who is new? I was I wanted to recommend something where I didn't have too many characters. If you're mm. not familiar with Korean dramas, the names would confuse you. The tropes would confuse you. So I actually went with something simple like W. Um, have you guys watched that? Yeah. I ha- I did not think W was simple, but go for it. <laughs> oh, you didn't think W was simple? No. Well, I thought like the core of it is just like, you know, this parallel universe and it's created mm. by her dad, who's a cartoonist. And like throughout it, I remember thinking, oh, good. I don't have to remember as many names. Oh, and, you know, true. they made the travel thing very easy. And the explanation of this girl said, oh, how do I travel back? Do I just create a cliffhanger scene? Mm. And that kind of gives the watchers like a clue on how things work. So I thought that would be a good recommendation. And I, I have a second one as well, uh, like Curtis. Um, the second one is um, Terry is Behind Me. Oh, I think I you, stumped, never, you stumped I, both I of haven't us. even heard of this one. Wow. Okay, no. It's the one tell. with uh, Soji Sub. He was in Master I've heard Sun. of it. Is he yes. like a secret agent or something? 
Yeah, he's like a semi-retired secret agent. And he's basically, there's like, he moved to this like suburban apartment next to this um, single mother with two kids. So he was kind of like their babysitter for a bit. And then there's some, so it's like, it's like lighthearted, but there's still some action in it. And again, Mm -hmm. it's not too confusing in terms of how the story goes. Um, The visual is still there. And the thing about W and Terry's behind me is that their fashion hasn't aged quite obviously. Okay. So yeah, definitely those two. All right, I gotta see. All right, I have to check out Terius. Yeah, I, I totally. I think it's totally slipped under my radar. Yeah, I I don't think it got too much buzz. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, my choice got tons of buzz. Um, it is you who came from the stars. I think this was like the mega hit drama before crash landing on you. Um, so I've. For anyone who doesn't know the plot, it's kind of classic. So you have a hot human alien who falls in love with a movie star. And it basically has everything we would expect and love in a K-drama, right? Like we have a spunky female lead and then a swoon-worthy male lead that does everything he can to protect the woman he loves. So if you want to feel like serenaded away it's a really great escapism drama i feel like it's more catered towards a female audience though because um the visuals basically yeah the visuals and the guy doing anything for the woman Mm -hmm. i think this drama is the type of drama that sets unrealistic expectations (laughs) um, for for both women and men so this is why k dramas sometimes get get a bad rap but yeah it's super fun to watch um it's funny it has action it has some suspense um yeah, and it gets your heart pumping. <laughs> I think it's a great recommendation. Also, the the actress, uh, Jung Ji-hyun, she's yes. very good at creating depth for her character. Like, sometimes I think about a character and think, oh, that's actually quite a simplistic character when they wrote it. But when she mm-hmm. brings it to life, she adds, like, her own comedic timing. Yeah. it's Yeah, she makes, like, she adds, like, a level. I, I think you said it perfectly, right? It's, like, sh- the movie star character could have been very one-dimensional and very dislikable but I don't know how she did it but she made herself even though she's like super pretty like movie star level she made herself relatable to everyday people Mm. she's not afraid to look um in air quotes ugly yeah and those two uh, you can help me with the names but they are she's the highest paid actress and he's the highest paid actor Kim Soo Hyun yeah uh I don't know if Kim Soo Hyun, he, I know he was really popular back then, but I feel like in present day, is he still as popular? I know he had It's Okay. Yeah. He, um, well, he got paid a lot for it. So in yeah. dollars, in, in dollars of salary earned per episode, he's number one, actually. Yeah. For that show. I think it really changes year to year as well, depending on the drama they make. And as well as, um, what's it? Like those um, CF commercial mm-hmm. films is uh, what they mm-hmm. call um marketing stuff they yeah. do yeah yeah so he he has a good agent whoever his agent is got him a deal on it's okay to not be okay and yeah know, for it, sure it, it worked too that drama did great they made some money off of it so i i still thought you who came from the stars was better <laughs> okay yeah no i know <laughs> that's I agree. my personal favorite kim suhyun drama i'm like this is a way this is number one <laughs> no i agree with you i i did yeah. not love it's okay to be be okay but... yeah and i think it's honestly jun ji hyun's best drama as well because they did she did the um mermaid one i don't remember the name 
Legend of the Blue Sea. Uh, Legend of the Blue Sea with Lee Min Ho afterwards. And I felt like that was supposed to be like another version of You Who Came From The Stars, but it just never recaptured that same magic. And it felt like they were trying to make like You Who Came From The Stars 2.0, but it ended up being like negative (laughs) (laughs) 1.0. But Nan, again, she, she does that character well. It's very similar like the foundation character is she's more innocent in Legend of the Blue Sea, but then yeah. she does that comedic thing. Like, did you did you finish it, The Legend of the Blue Sea? I didn't because I felt like she didn't have chemistry with Lee Min Ho. Like, I felt like I liked her character and I felt like her acting alone was great, but I wasn't a huge fan of Lee Min Ho in that one. Does anyone have chemistry with Lee Min Ho? <laughs> that is a great question. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, solid choices, guys. Uh, you know, this is hard because... If you hang around people who like dramas, you will realize that it it can be a polarizing topic. You know, Mm -hmm. like when you say, oh, I love this drama and you recommend it to someone and they hate it. It's hard not to take it personally, but it happens all the time. Yeah. We're going to get flamed by some Lee Min Ho lovers after our comments earlier. We're going to get some hate comments. We'll give our email address. (laughs) If you are a Lee Min Ho lover, (laughs) you know, maybe it's just maybe he just hasn't found that role yet for me. But uh, yeah. Are you watching anything currently right now? Are you on to anything that you might want to recommend currently? I'll let Jennifer go first. Sure. I'm watching two dramas, Sell Your Haunted House. Um, So it is about an exorcist who performs exorcism on haunted real estate. So it's actually a great business model, right? Asian people are superstitious. They want to get ghosts out of their house. She goes, she gets rid of that ghost, and then she sells your house for you. Um, But I like it because there's like some more emotional death to it. So it's kind of like procedural where it's like each episode features a new ghost that she's exercising. And it's like you realize how these different people became ghosts. And it's like you learn about their backstory. So it has a lot of emotional death to it. And she's also trying to like learn how to exercise her mom. Like her mom is a ghost that stays attached to her. So that's like the main storyline. How can she allow her mom to go in peace? So it's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. And then the second drama I'm watching, it's on Netflix. It's called Mine. Um I'm not sure if you guys have seen that one. It has um what is it? Ebo Young and another actress who's also great. She was in Sky Castle. But basically it is about these two women basically taking on like a very um elite and rich family and basically how they're basically each other's only allies because um, there's a lot of messed up stuff going on in that world. But if you like like kind of the mock-jong, like female empowerment kind of thing, I think you will find this drama satisfying. I uh, am juggling three things right now. So when I want to focus, I'll watch Move to Heaven, which Curtis recommended. I'm still on episode five. Um, and I am also watching Doom at Your Service, which is oh. Park Boyong and So Inguk. And I don't like. I'm not feeling the main character main character pairing as much. But I would watch Park Boyong doing anything because she's so cute, <laughs> and she does. Yeah. I think she does this. Um, proactive and reactionary acting, where she just doesn't rely on the other person to act with her. So I think she always does chemistry with whoever she's paired with. It's just an issue of the if I believe the other person is doing it as well or not. Um, it's about, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I'm saying this, but it's another Cinderella story, I suppose. Uh. <laughs> so within the first 10 minutes, she gets like diagnosed with like 
brain tumor and you know it turns out her boyfriend um is a married man and his wife is confront yeah his wife yeah. is confronting her in a cafe and someone's rec- this is all in the first 10 minutes um <laughs> but like yeah and then the the male lead is misfortune or doom and you know when she's just feeling this existential crisis he pretty much like hears her calling is he the groom reaper kind of he doesn't exactly like takes your soul, but he's the one that causes like the yin to the world's yang. Mm. Like he balances the world and, you know, he causes misfortune. So the first two, three episodes is okay, but I'm onto my seventh right now and I'm not quite believing the relationship that they've developed. Mm. I think because they do the week to week shooting thing and that can be a hit uh. and miss. Um, but yeah, I, if you do want to, if you do want to try, I think they are picking up again because the second lead is pretty good. Okay. And the third one is when I don't want to think it's let's, let's eat two. (laughs) I finished let's eat eat one with that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a mukbang. It's a mukbang as a drama. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, I'm not looking for, like, great acting or anything, but it's so light and so easy to watch. And, you know, I don't really have to pay attention to the screen all the time, but there's still a plot happening. So but You get hungry, though, you when know. you watch that show. I know. <laughs> Even when I'm full, I still feel hungry looking at it. I know. Yeah. yeah, that's fun. So, yeah, those three for me. You know, it's you know how we mentioned that Park Min Young has a type of drama. I feel like Park Bo Young also has a type of drama. She's like all of her dramas kind of have a supernatural element to it. Mm. It's like it's like romance combined with some kind of supernatural element, like strong woman Do Bong Soon, like she was super strong, and then there was Abyss, right? And then now yeah. she's doing Doom at Your Service. I, that's funny how certain actresses oh my you just goodness. know what to yeah. you just know what to expect from that from that storyline werewolf yeah. boy <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah there's there's maybe that's how she, her criteria is for yeah, yeah. Huh. she could be like boxed into it as well um i yeah. think it's, i wonder because she's quite a small person and sometimes i think she's not considered attractive like you know because they want she's someone, so cute i she's think she's so adorable yeah. yeah but like you know she's tall she's almost like seems almost immature so i think sometimes they just chuck her into this supernatural where she can be sassy and be herself with very uh, limited consequence. Yeah. Oh, maybe. okay. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or it, it would be hard to imagine, you know, a really leggy, you know, five foot eight, you know, Barbie doll looking lead in, in her roles. I just can't imagine, you know, she, she is very <laughs> yeah. unique in her look and, you know, her acting is very good. Yeah. I think they hire her when they want someone mousy and looks vulnerable. Like mm. a little red riding hood kind of, yeah. but has yeah. a lot of spunk right. yeah uh, yeah yeah huh all right good rex uh i don't really have one uh i mean i i did watch move to heaven which i recommend so that's pretty current i i'm gonna start based on a couple people's recommendation i'm gonna start vincenzo which has been out for a little while oh but uh you know i've gotten mixed reports i've gotten mixed reviews on it some people loved it some people didn't like it but i'm gonna give it a try i think uh it's it's kind of got enough buzz and that and that and the fact that there's not a lot of other stuff out right now i watched the first four episodes and i i think i'm on the camp of not crazy about it but i'll watch it <laughs> I'm not crazy about it either, but I, I, I see where they were going with it. 
um, based, like, I think if you want plot, you might struggle with some episodes. Mm. There are episodes where a lot of things are happening, and then you're like, an hour just passed and nothing happened. I personally found it really slow, if I'm being honest. Like, even, like, the first four episodes, it's... I feel like they take a really long time to set up like who the villains are, what the main point of the storyline is, having people change alliances, right? You see it coming, but they take so long to do it that you're just like, come on, get to it already. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely was not hooked until about maybe late episode four or early episode five. Mm. Hmm. All right. Well, based on that, I'm still going to try it. It's so hard. Yeah, no, you should. Yeah, it's still hard because you read reviews or, you know, someone says you got to watch this thing. And then you talk to one person five minutes later and they're like, no, you can't. You know, it's terrible. It's really hard sometimes. Yeah, it's like just looking at us. Right. We had all different recommendations. And I feel like everyone kind of has their own niche of drama that they resonate and like to watch. Right. And it also depends on your mood. Right. Sometimes you could love a drama and then you come back in a different mood and you don't like it as much anymore. Yeah. There is a movie that's coming out, or I think already came out, Sweet and Sour on Netflix. What is that about? It it has Curtis's um, favorite actor actress in it. I like I like uh, Chase Ubin. Really? Yeah. That is interesting. Okay. <laughs> I think she's adorable. She has like those eyes. Mm. The half moon eyes. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, does yeah, this, does it guy, sound good though? Does the plot sound good at all? It's essentially just a romance about a guy who is starting an affair. That's what the trailer oh. is about. Um, Chase Subin is the main girl, and Crystal um, is the side girl. Ah, the Crystal from the San guy. Francisco. Yeah, that oh, one. Crystal Jung. I like the uh, actor in it. It's John Ki Young. Yeah, he was in My Mister. He's <gasps> yeah. He's a snack. You're right. He's a snack. Yeah. yeah, he's really cute. <laughs> I, I like him. <laughs> I like him in a Search WWW as well. I, you know, that was actually one of my favorite dramas back when it was airing. That too, actually yeah. was in my contention for one. Like, if you wanted like a badass female drama, that would have been mine. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It would definitely pass the Bachdel test. All right, we're gonna have to have another episode. I think we got too many to recommend. I have but, so um... many more, so many more that I love. <laughs> I had a really hard time. I was going on my drama list, like Nadira suggested, and I was like, I like this one and this one and this one. Yeah. yeah it was I so literally tough. have my drama list open in front of me. <laughs> nice. Well, if you, if you enjoy this podcast or if you want to flame us and send us your <laughs> rage mails, uh, you can email us at fatuasianpodcast at gmail.com. I want to thank my guest. Thank you, Nadira, coming to us from Australia. Thanks for joining us. Good having you here. And Jennifer, thanks for having us. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. We'll do it. Yeah, another. let's do it. We'll, we'll answer our hate mail on the next episode. Uh, <laughs> it might be a little while. Uh, Nadira is pretty busy and Jennifer's got her own stuff, too. So it might be a couple episodes down the road, but we'll have to come up with new topics. But yeah, there are so many dramas that we can choose from. And there are new dramas coming out pretty much all the time. So we'll we'll come up with something. But guess what, guys? That just about does it for episode number one. Thank you to my guest and a special thanks to you. Maybe you're in the car, maybe you're at home, but thank you so much for listening. Please let us know your thoughts. As mentioned, you can write to us at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com. And please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at infatuationpodcast. These details are all in the notes. 
more episodes coming soon. So please check wherever you get your podcast. Until then, on behalf of Nadira, Jennifer, and myself, we hope you are all happy, healthy, and safe. Thank you again for listening and talk to you soon. Bye.